My name is Eli Haworth. I am a Year 10 student from Sacred Heart. And joining with me today is my dad, Ryan Haworth, who is a train driver at Pacific National. And today we are discussing the signs he uses in his job. So, Dad. Hi, Eli. Hello, Dad. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I got some dis. I got some questions here. Yep. About you for science. Okay. How is science used for your job? Um, well, I'm a train driver. It's not that scientific a job, but we use science without even really thinking of it. We have uh, driving trains, you've got gradients like slopes up and down, so you've got gravity, you've got friction with the wheels, steel wheels on the steel track, friction with braking, and these other types of um, science, the engines are diesel electric, so you've got diesel combustion driving a generator which produces electric electricity for electric motors for the wheels. Sounds good. Mm. How does train driving use science? Well, like I said, we've got um, diesel motors inside the locomotive, and they, you're right, the diesel motors inside the locomotive, they um, power a generator, and then that generator generates electricity to run electric motors that actually drive the wheels. So it's not like a like a diesel truck or a car, it's more like a hybrid. So, um, yeah, the wheels are driven by, by electric motors. Good. Why is your job useful for science? Why is science useful in my job? Um, why is your job? Why is science useful in my job? Say that. Why is your science useful for your job? Science is useful for my job because um, it helps me understand train handling as far as. Um, like I said before with the gradients with the slopes up and down um, you have to calculate um, the, how the trains going to handle how it's going to accelerate and decelerate with using the brakes and how you're going to accelerate so you because we've got a lot of weight in the train uh, some of our trains can be three or four thousand tons in weight. They pick up a lot of speed going downhill, so you have to try and 
um, manage that. You've got to think about things with braking, with um, different with friction. You might have um, snow on the tracks, not so much around Cootamundra. You might have um, frost on the tracks. You might have canola crushed and make some oil on the track. Um, lots of different things like that can affect, and you've got you don't really think about using science while you're driving, but it is something that's affecting how you drive. Good. What did you learn about science for your job here? Well, we had to learn about how the diesel electric motors work. We had to learn um, about Hello, I am Eli Howard, a 16-year-old year 10 student from Sacred Heart Central School. Joining with me today is my dad, Ryan Howard, a train driver from Kunamandra at Pacific National. Hi, Eli. How are you? I'm good, thank you. That's good. Thanks for having me. My pleasure having you here. Thank you. What skills do, do you need to become a train driver? Well, it's a lot of training. Um, it took me about four years, four and a half years of training before I was signed off as a train driver. Um, you have to learn a lot of different skills. Um, I put it down, I used to be a mechanic and that was a four year apprenticeship. And I put train driving down in a similar category of being like an apprentice. Um, you've got to learn the basics to start with. There's a drive. You start off as a driver's assistant. Well, you start off with six weeks in the classroom to learn the rules and regulations and how to do things safely and correctly, and also the rules of which the trains have to operate in the network and how to shunt trains and different terminologies and how to inspect wagons and the train to make sure it's safe and fit to go out. Um, so that was six weeks in the classroom and then you do a competency-based assessment with a driver trainer and they assess you to go out then as a driver's assistant. And I did that for about three and a half years and then I went back in the classroom again for another three weeks. And that was then to be able to drive under supervision, which is like having your L's for your car. So I passed that assessment um, after the three weeks in the classroom. And then I went out to drive under supervision, which like I said, is like driving a car with L plates. So I had to drive the train with a qualified train driver beside me and um, after a lot of practice and um, a few mistakes here and there, nothing major, um, you learn your skills and you become confident to then be assessed as a train driver. So then a driver trainer comes out with you again for 
four or five or six days and asks you questions, assesses your driving, observes how you drive, and if he sees fit that you're right to be signed off as a driver, you get signed off. So from start to when I first started on the job to when I got assessed and signed off as a train driver took me four years, roughly four and a half years. Sometimes people do it quicker, sometimes people do it slower, um, but that's what it took me. Nice. How has your skills improved for your job? My skills were improved, well, it's like anything, the more you practice at it, the better you get. There's a lot more to driving trains than what may appear because um, when the train's loaded, we've got a lot of weight, talking three and a half thousand tonnes of weight, and you've got to control it, you've got to um, use it for your advantage as far as you want to keep the momentum of the train as much as possible, um, use the brakes as least as possible and use as least fuel as possible as you can, so it's, we call it momentum running. So what you want to do is, if you're coming down a hill, down a grade, and you apply the brakes to keep it below whatever the speed limit is for that section of the track, you want to say you're allowed to do 80 kilometers an hour, you want to keep the speed as high as possible without going over the speed, and when you release the brakes, the wagons themselves, because it's air operated, so when you reduce the brake pipe, brake pipe pressure it applies the brakes and then when you release the brakes it builds the pressure back up and the wagons it's called a choke it takes time for the brakes to come off 45 seconds which allows time for your brake pressure to build back up um, so if you're coming down a hill you have to time to release the brakes because you want to be at the bottom of the hill with the train starting to power up to get to keep its momentum to get up the hill as fast as you can um, and with the brakes released so you have to time it as you're coming down the hill you take the brakes off release the brakes and they will come off and then you build the momentum to get a run at the hill because some of the hills we go up when we're fully loaded, we can be down to 15 to 20 kilometres an hour. And you just sit on 15 to 20 kilometres an hour going up the hills. So you might have a hill that takes 20 minutes, half an hour to get up the top of. So the key, the trick, and it all comes with experience and practising. Some days you have good days where everything seems to be working good and the train's going good. Some days you have bad days where you're releasing the brakes a bit too late so you're trying to go up the hill and your brakes still haven't come off properly or you release them too early so you're coming to the bottom of the hill and the speed's increasing too much. It's a lot of practice and experience to get it right. Some days you have good days, some days you have 
having bad days. But that's what it is. It's like driving a car. It's learning how to drive and being good at it, knowing all the road rules, knowing all the rules we've got to work by. So it's a fair bit to it. Yeah, I know what you said earlier for the next, for the first question. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, what was your interview of train driving all about? To get the job, my interview. Yeah. Um, first, I went in and I applied for the job through email and a handwritten letter. And then there was three people, I think, on the interview panel. And they basically asked what you knew about train driving. Have you ever done anything like that before? Having a mechanical background um, was an advantage because a lot of the things on the train are mechanical, so if things go wrong, you can try and fix them. Um, and then after the interview, um, I had to do a thing called a psychometric test, which was an online test, um, which was mathematical based, mechanical based, um, common sense type questions. I can't remember how many questions there was, but it took me about 20 minutes to do that test. Um, submitted that. That was, like I said, online, so as you answer the question, it's submitting it. And, and then after that, um, the next round was a physical exam. So you went and done a hearing test, eye test. You can't be a train driver if you're colorblind. Um, and they just check your general health. Um, and then after that, I got a phone call to say I was successful in the job. So from when I applied to when I started, probably took over a month. Um, so that was the process of applying for the job. Yep. And how long did that take you to get applied for the job? Um, from when I applied to when I got the phone call to say I was successful, it took roughly probably five or six weeks, four or five weeks, something like that, I can't remember. I applied before Christmas in 2011 and I started, I got the phone call to say I was successful the first week of February, because I started towards the end of February in 2012. So it was roughly, probably five or six weeks, I would say. But I never, I applied for it and then I never heard anything for two or three weeks, and then I had an interview. So from when I started the interview to when I got the phone call to say I was successful, that process took probably three weeks, two, three weeks. Yeah, I got that. You got that? Yeah. And last question of the day. Okay. How did you pass your assessment? Um, Past my assessment, I had to go into the classroom. This is to be a driver uh, for three weeks. There was probably ten assessments to do during that time, um, and then I went out as 
a driver under supervision and I did that for probably probably close to 12 months maybe maybe a year something like that before I got assessed by a driver trainer and then once you're assessed by the driver trainer he signs you off for whatever routes you're competent for so Kudamundra to Parks could be one Kudamundra to Mossvale Kudamundra down to Benalla or Melbourne or as far as close as Juneau out to Griffith they're the ones that we do at Kudamundra out of our depot um, so that was the that was the process to get signed off as a driver so if you're a driver's assistant and you're qualified in New South Wales safe working you can go to any of the other depots in New South Wales that use the safe working that you're qualified for and operate there so at the moment I can work in I've got New South Wales safe working qualifications Victoria safe working qualifications in South Australia so when I go to Broken Hill tomorrow that's in New South Wales but then when we start heading towards Adelaide, we have to work under Victoria, uh, South Australia safe working, which is different again. So there's lots of different little subtleties in different rules. Um, a, lot of the, a lot of them carry over, but some of, the, some of the little changes vary from state to state. Okay, Dad. Yeah. I think that's all the time we have for. Okay. Thank you very much. It was my pleasure having you. My pleasure being your guest. Thank you. See you next time. See you next time too.